Let's all go to the lobby, la lobby, la lobby. Let's all go to the We are back yet again with another One Reel In podcast. With mm. me, as always, is the beautiful, gorgeous son of a gun mm. that we like to call Marco Dupa. That's right. Captain Slaveless back in the house. And we are completely dressed for different seasons. Yeah, we're on different hemispheres. It's all right. Right down. Right down. Right down. I am Admiral BCS Rodriguez, if you're mm-hmm. not familiar. Get uh, familiar. Get familiar. Uh, for our very last one reel in of the season, we'll be coming back, don't worry. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope. Before we get to that, what beer do we have to drink, Marco Dupa? All right. Well, Obi, I thought we'd end this baby with a bang. And so I popped out the hour, Hourglass Brewing mm-hmm. and I grabbed their Apricostic. It sounds dangerous. Oh, buddy. <laughs> And they got themselves a cold read, so without further ado, you want to take it away? I would love to. Uh, This is from thebungalower.com. The Apricostic Imperial Fruit Beer with Apricot. Do you say apricot or apricot? I say apricot. I I think I say apricot, too. Yeah. I think. I've never, I mean, I've heard people say apricots. That, to me, I mean, that sounds like apricot english pronunciation i guess so yeah anyway we'll go with apricot apricot uh proceed with apricotion (laughs) oozing with saccharine notes of floral honey and tart apricot this extremely high gravity brew was made with a bouquet of hops honey and over two pounds per gallon of apricots the slightly caustic bite at first sip is swiftly pacified with succulent notes of soothing honey. Don't let your taste buds fool you. This delicious drinker can sneak up with colossal vigor. Available both at both Hourglass locations in bottle and on draft. All right. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. Let's get rocking and rolling, right? right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Ooh, I'm scared of this guy. You should be. Ugh. Just the skull and crossbones comes out. <laughs> you're you're better at the pouring. Okay. You do it for a living. Come I on, I do do. I do do. You do do. I do do. So while you do that, let me give a little background on Nope. Written, directed, and produced by Jordan Peele, uh, distributed by Universal Pictures. It came out in uh, let's see. What was this year? 2022. July 22nd of 2022. Uh, it was $68 million to make. And I will look up how much it got. Uh, $168 million, I think. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> that's pretty good. <clears throat> I was looking at it earlier. Oh. <laughs> nothing, nothing that I love more than the uh, box office game. Yeah, of course. Cheers to that. Huh. Ah. <sighs> Ooh, boy. Just don't get it. Wow. <laughs> Just don't get it. <laughs> you know? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that kicks you right in the mouth. Mm-hmm. Like a horse. <laughs> we should say, which we uh, I think we failed to do last episode, but you should know by now. Spoiler warning. 
from this point on. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen Nope yet, go watch Nope. This is probably the most um, uh, uh, shit. Spacing on words. It's already affecting me. <laughs> Just by relevant, the most relevant spoiler alert. Yeah, because yeah. this movie's so new right. that there's still a lot of people who probably haven't seen it. And sure. so, if you're jumping in because you're interested, we will be spoiling spoiling the shit it's, out of this it's movie. Happening as it's happening <laughs> as we do on <laughs> the one reel in. So yeah, no holds barred. None. We warned you. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, I will get into my story. Shotgun. Sorry, shotgun. Beautiful. You just, you know, you're just full of branding. It's just, <sighs> it's, it's, it's my thing. Uh-huh. Anyway, um, right. so Nope is the story of two siblings, uh, a brother and sister, uh, the Haywoods. They are now the owners of Haywood Ranch, um, which is in the LA area. They provide and train horses for a living, as their father did before them. Uh, he was killed in a freak accident that they believe to be caused by a plane flyover that dropped off a bunch of junk from the sky, and uh, he got hit with a, a nickel. It was a nickel. Nickel. Yeah. yeah, he got hit with a nickel in the eye. Unfortunately, killed him. Um, so specifically, O.J. Haywood, played by Daniel Kaluuya, um, is now basically the the caretaker of the ranch where his sister, uh, Emerald is kind of seems half in half out on the entire business she has a lot of other things going on clearly um but uh you know they reunite and he ends up selling one of their horses uh to ricky jupe park played by steven yun yun steven not yun not yun steven yun um he is the proprietor of a western town, <laughs> a, a western amusement park Carney of sorts. Thing. Yeah, yeah, a little carnival type deal. Um, and he's buying the horses from the ranch as you know their business is kind of going down a little bit uh, after their father's death. Um, anyway, so we get introduced to him. We find out that he was actually the former child star of a uh 90s sitcom and in that sitcom there was a terrible uh accident i guess you could call it in which the star chimp on the show uh went crazy and ended up on a killing spree yeah and uh, killed and maimed people uh because balloons popped scared him he went crazy uh but didn't kill uh young ricky and let's see okay so from there we cut back to oj and emerald and weird occurrences start happening lights keep flickering going down and coming back uh you know the horses are running away we don't know what's going on till one night oj sees out of the corner of his eye this UFO float over. Mm. From there, uh, we're in investigation mode. Uh, the the team is trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, they end up going to uh, a what's what's the name of the store? Uh, Fries. They go <laughs> Fries. to Fries uh, Electronics, where they meet Angel, 
who helps them set up their surveillance is really into the aliens, fortunately, and, and UFOs, uh, because he becomes one of their close friends and uh, compatriots in this entire journey. Um, so along the way, we find out that Ricky has been using these horses to attract this UFO of sorts. Uh, we get to see him on their very first uh, show of this, that he's, he's, he's trying to exploit the alien to uh, make an attraction at his little park. Yeah. Uh, it goes horribly wrong. They all get eaten. <clears throat> and we start to find out from OJ, because he is uh, an animal handler, of course, that this thing doesn't act like a ship. So he starts to think, maybe this thing is an animal itself. Yeah. That's where we get this clue. Um, anyway, they all get sucked up. Uh, he goes to investigate, uh, sees that everybody's gone, goes back to his ranch. The alien ends up over there, throws up a bunch of blood, <laughs> throws a... a, a a fake plastic horse at his truck. From there, he deduces that the thing can't, and, and obviously from the very beginning, the thing can't uh, digest non-organic matter, so it spits it up. And what you know, it, it eating all that other non-organic stuff really messed up its insides. Um, so from there, they that's where they kind of find the idea to how to how to capture this thing on camera because the entire idea behind this is. They're gonna use this footage to make it big, right. and make a bunch of money because right. they're not doing well on the the ranch. Right. In order to do that, they go to this famous uh, um, what's he? Uh, a cinematographer. Cinematographer. I was gonna say DP. Yeah, a cinematographer. That uh, they, oh, how dare you? I'm sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> He's introduced as like a well-renowned, like the best. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. What was his name? Uh, Antlers Holst. Antlers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, played by Michael Wincott. And like Michael Wincott. He's so good. He's so good. He's great, great voice. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, the gravel. Oh. It's like gra it's like dragging a shovel across stone. <laughs> yes. Fantastic. Great in this movie, too. Um, yeah. So he gets called in first apprehensively, but his entire thing is like he wants to capture the impossible shot yeah um so he's sort of this extreme character they call him in he finally says okay i'll give it a go he uh believes it once he sees the cloud that's not moving which our other characters saw uh with their cameras immediately buys in so he has this entire plan uh, to capture it on film uh with a manually cranked camera yeah because whenever you're near the alien or whatever it is uh it sucks the energy out and then when it leaves it comes back so you can't capture it on digital camera they hatch out an entire plan that involves using the wacky inflatable wacky inflatable arm tube arm, arm tube men uh in order to track where this thing is going because obviously they deflate whenever it's around they do so uh some a-hole from tmz comes in investigating gets eaten um uh angel comes in the clutch he wraps himself in uh, uh tarp and yeah. uh barbed wire 
meanwhile, actually just before this, Antlers gets eaten, capturing that uh, impossible shot. So he dies happy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Angel gets attacked after that because he's in close proximity to Antlers at the time. Because uh, he was looking at him. He was looking at him, yeah. And, and so he gets sucked up, dropped back down, uh, wraps himself up in the uh, tarp and uh, uh, barbed wire, gets sucked back up again. That messes up the whatever it is. Uh, he gets upset. Clearly, it, like he changes form at that point, and from what I've kind of assumed is like attack position. Yeah, you know, or like a or a, like its final form. Yeah, like or like intimidating. You know, like getting bigger and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it it gets in that form. OJ's trying to distract it away from his sister. Uh, you know, they both go in opposite directions. It ends up following his sister who goes back to Jupe's park uh, and undoes a giant Jupe inflatable. It goes up into the air. The thing tries to eat it and because it's non-organic even though it looks like a person it blows up killing the thing as she takes a picture with a manually cranked camera to capture the image as well. Mm. But she doesn't focus on the picture. Instead at the end who does she look for but her brother who's there like a cowboy mm -hmm. at the end of a western perfectly framed in in Jupes Park and that is when we get credits nice done in about 8 minutes felt longer <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff <laughs> it always does <clears throat> so my friend uh, this was my second time watching this was your first time watching, so I'm curious to ask, fresh from viewing, what are your thoughts? First thought, as the credits rolled, was some of you are, <laughs> I'm just, I, I don't even know how to have film conversations with, with some of you. Yeah. I, how, did, how could you not like this movie? It's gold. Go ahead. It's gold. Okay. <laughs> you guys are fun. I mean... I, it's it's just it's sometimes people just they 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 want to I don't think they, they want to be above it all mm -hmm. or if they want to be like a contrarians to the point of just like not enjoying things but it's it's well acted yeah it's well shot some mm -hmm. some of the some of the I mean ironically some of the cinematography yeah, oh, yeah. is incredible yeah there's a uh, IMAX shots in there, very clearly IMAX shots. Yeah, there's mm. the 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 idea is the the way that they do, you know, alien the the like alien abduction or like alien the the, the tried and true alien story, true. The, you know, third encounter or close encounters story, of the third kind. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't I I don't get it because yeah. the, yeah. the 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 it's I I dare I say. I, I I had to go back and forth. I'm still going back and forth. I don't yeah, want to. Yeah. I'm not gonna say. Don't uh, say it. Don't say it yet. I'm not gonna say. Don't say it yet. <laughs> I'm teetering on it being his <laughs> second best. Okay. Better than us. Okay. Still can't give it better than Get Out. Okay. But I'm teetering on it being better than us. Mm -hmm. uh, original take on the alien abduction idea. Yeah. Going. I, I mean. Doing the whole like it, it the the twist of it being, 
not necessarily it's not a flying saucer it's an actual organic sure thing still a saucer yeah yeah still a literal flying saucer <laughs> yeah uh i was reading something and i guess its final form that it takes mm -hmm. is like a very close representation of the biblical description of angels angels yeah and there's a lot of neon genesis allegories yeah 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 there's um, it felt very anime-esque. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the Akira shot, sure. uh, yeah. that's, you know, you can't. I mean. right. Which is, if you don't know, uh, funny because Jordan Peele was at one point going to direct an Akira yeah. movie. So, which it was you a, see that shot and you're like, eh. yeah, it was a little like, eh, uh -huh. you know, and the whole uh, everything about the movie kind of felt it kind of felt otherworldly, and it felt yeah. Um, it 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 felt it, it felt grounded by the characters, but everything else that was going on around felt so big. Yeah, I mean, and, sometimes literally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so my initial thoughts are, well, how dare you, people? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Now that that's out of the way. I do want to keep our uh, general agenda here. So yeah. I hate to do this on, on first rip, but we got it. What, w give me one, because we like to <laughs> ramble, especially on the negatives here. Uh -huh. yeah, give yeah. me one, your top negative out of this movie upon first watch, if you have one. If you don't, I can go. So th this one's, this. I guess this is a little unfair. Because I only came to this conclusion after a little bit of light reading post-movie okay. about some of its metaphors and allegories and things like that. Mm -hmm. The idea of the movie kind of representing exploitation sure. <clears throat> and yeah. uh, our, our shared obsession with spectacle and exploitation. And, e exploitation of tragedies. Right. And the idea of... The, the, the metaphor of not being able to look away from a car accident, mm -hmm. things like that. Just sure. like our, like literally looking up at the thing and the known danger and mm -hmm. you can't stop yourself right. from looking at it. Bad miracles. Bad miracles <clears throat> with the shoe kind of representing. Uh, I think it could have maybe been a little bit more direct in that in, in, in some of the stuff in the beginning who kind of nail the point home mm -hmm. that there is maybe a larger metaphor, but this is me nitpicking. So sure. just take this with a grain of salt. This is a very, this is a nitpick. Sure. But maybe could have been, I think honestly it would have helped the film if it was a tad bit clearer about the metaphor, mm -hmm. because I think that, some of the people that didn't enjoy the movie as much were looking for something else. And that's kind of the problem with any time you make horror movies especially that are metaphorical. Mm -hmm. When people miss the metaphor, then they go, all right, the only thing that's left is the movie itself. And if you're not getting scared at every turn and if you're not getting your, you know, all your thrills and yeah. it's not a roller coaster ride for you, then you walk away unsatisfied. But there's a deeper context or a subcontext rather that if you've missed that part, then you've missed a large portion sure. of what 
the artist is trying to say, right? right? Which, which, again, going back to a movie we also recently watched, Candyman, right. a lot of people came out of that mainstream opinion saying this movie sucked. Yeah. Such a letdown. It wasn't yeah. even that scary. Right. You know, like missing the subtext. Exactly. Missing the point of the movie, too. Yeah. You know, not that that opinion is wrong, but it, it, just, yeah, I mean, it misses a lot of what the intention was. Right. You could watch this movie, understand it almost completely and still be like, I didn't enjoy it. Right. And that's fine. Sure. sure. I just really get upset with people who don't critically think about things even slightly and then go fuck that and it's like ah I but get, you didn't even try i get more upset at people who do have that opinion whether founded or not mm. whether they tried to enjoy the movie or not whether they got the movie or not and they go out and go that movie sucked don't watch it yeah i don't like I that hate that yeah i, don't like I that. hate it let me form my own opinion let right. other people have a chance to enjoy a movie that they may enjoy right you know like yeah, it, straight it's, up it's, oh, it sucks so bad <laughs> yeah anyway I would say that that I'm trying to think of anything that I didn't like. Could have used more Keith David. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but of course, you know, every movie can really. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know, just inject him whenever you need Keith David or Clifton Powell. <laughs> either one ah, that's a little wink wink for you guys you have you have two choices <laughs> but yeah that's that's all i got for cons okay I think. okay if, yeah if something comes to me i'll sure know, i'll try but uh for me upon second watch which gives me a little bit more of an advantage i've been you know uh steeping with this for a little bit mm -hmm. um for me it's 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 a a little less uh uh movie wide and is more focused on it's a little heavy handed with the TMZ character that comes in. Mm -hmm. It just, it, it rips me out of it a little bit um, that it is so much uh, uh, like a parody of that culture that they're trying to, you know, uh, criticize. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. It, it, you know, of course, it's a movie. Of course, it's heightened reality. But at the same time, like, like you said, a lot of the characters are very like um, rooted and grounded in a way. Mm -hmm. When that cartoon character of a <laughs> <laughs> of a paparazzi comes out and like is, uh, you know, his body's broken on the floor and he's like, "Where's my camera? Did you get it on tape?" You yeah. know, like, yeah, 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 it's a little too much. Yeah, a little, a little too. Uh, 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 a little too on the nose for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a nitpick as well because the rest of the movie, I feel, is, it's well done. And there are layers to it. I found, you know, more things within it on, upon second watch. Mm -hmm. um, but that was one thing that just kind of went, mm, no. Well, you know, to piggyback off of that, the one of one of the other one of the things that seems to be what Jordan is trying to say here is is this discussion of um where the film industry is going, uh, digital versus film, things like that, yeah. right? So you've got the only way that the alien can be captured is with film cameras. And sure. so much so that, that the cinematographer has to – he created his own yeah. wind-up film camera, right? right? right. Which, which is an allusion to the original speech about the first – Right. Person on camera was a black man on a horse. Right. A jockey. Two-second shot, yeah. wind up. So 
the TMZ guy comes in mm -hmm. on an electrical Honda sure. bike. Right. Like, just to kind of hammer home the point yeah. that not only is he using, like, the cutting-edge technology. Yeah. In, like, a reflective <laughs> helmet. Yeah. With, like, one little peephole in it. But not, not only Looking is he like doing all that. Himself, right. Yes, actually. Yes, exactly. Right. Uh, not only is he doing all that, he can't even... He can't even uh, he can't even get himself an actual motorcycle. He's got to get one of these fucking rinky dink. Mm -hmm. Sorry, this is my bias mm -hmm. showing, course, but yeah. I mean, I just don't like electric bikes. I just think just get a fucking Tesla. What what is? Sure. I, I just sure. I don't understand it. I couldn't imagine being on a bike and not feeling like the rumble. You yeah, know? it's just like uh, I mean, even my like you know, I don't have a powerful bike, but it's just like you f you feel it. It's still a motor. Yeah, just fucking you turn it on and boop, 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 all these. Yeah. It's not Tron. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that so, would be kind of cool, though. That would be sick as fuck. Yeah. So I think that that, to your point, um, is very kind of heavy-handed. That he yeah. couldn't even he couldn't even bother with getting a an, a, 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 an actual motorcycle. He had to mm -hmm. get a fucking you know electric scooter, basically. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that you know obviously that um, before anybody jumps on me, that obviously is it helps with the the point of the movie where like the electrical interference and whatnot, he's on the electrical bike. And so that, you know, I get, I get all of that, sure. but it obviously is part of the metaphor yeah. too. I mean, the bike would have turned off if it was a traditional yeah. combustion bike too. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't have jetted him off of it, but right. It wouldn't know. have just stopped. Right. You know, no bike, honestly, I don't think, yeah. would have. No, no. Cause that's like the brakes. Yeah. So unless it, yeah, unless it, uh, yeah, there was an error, like an electrical error that yeah. sh that locked the brakes. Yeah. There's no reason why it would have kept wouldn't rolling. Have just yeah, it yeah. just kept rolling with no power. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a nitpick so much as a plot hole. <laughs> that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah, I feel like we're still still in the land of picking nits, mm -hmm. nit and picks. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, I I think other than that, it holds up really well. So. Yeah. You know, with that being said, I know you touched a little bit on things that you enjoyed in the movie, but let's keep it clean and say, what's your favorite thing of this movie? What do you mm. think is its biggest selling point? <clears throat> the crowning achievement, if you will. The way that it's shot, mm. I think. It's just a, I think it's his most ambitious, Jordan's, I think it's his most ambitious movie that he's done so far. I mean, even at 68 million. Yeah. I think it looks amazing. Oh, it looks great, yeah. And, you know, I, I hate to take it in this direction, but I'm gonna. People are always complaining about, well, not always. They're complaining most recently about, like, MCU movies and how sure. their budgets are, like, through the roof, like, yeah. $250 million movies, and they look like shit. And to me, personally, maybe I just don't notice these things, but when I see these big MCU movies and I look at the budget of them, I don't know. My first thought is not like it doesn't look like it costs that much. Mm -hmm. Like to me, like I just watched uh, Love and Thunder the other day. Oh, did you? I did. Yeah. So we can talk about that later. But I uh, haven't seen it yet. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you got to watch that. Yeah. I think we need to. I don't know if we could want. We maybe we could one reel in it. I don't know. We'll come back to it. We'll come back to that discussion. Anyway, it looks. I think it. I think it looks like it costs as much as it did. Yeah. But. Maybe that's just my uh, my ignorant eye, if you will. You're just a fanboy. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, but the thing is, I'm not even a fanboy. I could see where the flaws are, but my my whole thing has always been the flaws to me are are more grounded. They're always like the screenplay doesn't really hold up. 
this the choices of the actor or the characters rather doesn't make sense yeah. given everything that we know about the characters you know things like that sure but the way that they look i've never i've never gone to the theater and thought this looks like shit <laughs> but i see it on twitter all the time yeah where people are like this looks like they they just did it with the ant-man trailer everyone's oh, like yeah, oh yeah, it I looks saw. like shit it looks muddled and, I, and muddy and yeah i like the tweets that are like did you expect them to go to the real quantum mania <laughs> the quantum <laughs> realm you want them to go there right so when I, I see stuff like that, I look at the shots and I'm like, I just don't see what you guys are seeing. I mean, I see the, I guess I can see the dullness and the lifelessness of it um, because it's so big and expansive and it's kind of hard to. Yeah, when, when it becomes like visual noise and it's like, a, a you know, like the, the, the prequel trilogy, you know, mm -hmm. just yeah. cluttering the background with as much stuff as you possibly can. Yeah. Then I get it, you know. Some of the Ant-Man stuff in stills especially looked that way to me, where I'm like, but that's, oh, it looks it, like too much. It's so but unfair. In in actual, actually watching the trailer itself, looked a lot better. Yeah. I don't know. It just, yeah. it looked fine in motion, but, you know, outside of that, everyone's, like, making fun of it because it looks like uh, 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 Spy Kids. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, with a still, it's very easy to do that. I think most people are just doing it, you know, for the meme, but... I think it's. I think right now the MCU is just like it's just ripe to get shit on. Right yeah, now. yeah. I mean, we're, we're in that. That's this phase of the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For phase sure. four, getting shit on, <laughs> pretty much. So I say all that to contrast that with how beautifully shot this movie was. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because I don't know how practical like the animal effects were. Obviously, the chimp was was CG, which sure. is ironic, um, considering the the tragedy of the real chimp yeah. destroying that set and killing people and ripping faces off and whatnot well and then they yeah. use a cg chimp and i think there's a wink and a nod to that i think yeah when daniel kaluuya is like that's why you're not allowed to use chimps right 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 which i thought was really clever yeah. i like that a lot um but the horses <clears throat> real horses real horses <laughs> except for the one fake horse but and, and i thought that that was funny too you you know he loses in the beginning they lose out on the job because Somebody fucks with a real horse, mm -hmm. and they don't they don't treat it with respect. Right. And again, it goes back to that. That's one of one of the other other like subtextual conversations that's being had is like respect for animals, respect mm -hmm. for people that you are that 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 you need in these situations. Like the alien itself, Kaluuya's character OJ respects it because he knows it's a predator. Right. And he's dealt with wild animals that need to be tamed versus Ricky, uh, Steven Yun's character, doesn't respect it. He thinks that he can be friends with it. He thinks that it can be that he has a connection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he, there's because he thought he had the connection with the ape. Right. In the beginning. He right. Didn't, he didn't really have the connection with it, though. It, you no, know, it's just a, it's just it's a an wild animal. animal. It did yeah. the thing that it was trained to do. Right. You know, and then it and then it didn't. Right. You know. And that's the thing, same thing with this. Like, he thought feeding it these horses, he was training it to do the thing, when in actuality, it's just it's just a wild animal. Yeah. The, and, and the, the story here is, so you thought you were special. Right. <laughs> but you're not. <clears throat> so uh, using the using real horses, the, the landscape, the I mean, the way that the the the, the way that the CG interacts with the actual environment, mm -hmm. like going over those mountains and yeah. stuff and like just the, it's I mean, really cool, really, really just, cool, really unsettling, otherworldly. Yeah. yeah. Like the, it, it's speed and it's movement. Like it's hard. 
it's really hard in 2022 to watch a movie and be like, oh, wow, creepy, eerie, the way that that thing moved. Mm -hmm. You know, you feel like you've seen it all. But when you immerse yourself in this and then you see how they've done it, it's like, this is really well done. Yeah. So I think, yeah, the way that it looks is probably like my crowning achievement. That's a good one. Uh, I I agree with you. I'm going to add to that and say the conceptualization of the creature. We don't even know if it's really alien either. It could just be like an unknown creature on Earth, you know? Yeah, that's true. Uh, just a, a, a cryptid. Centuries old. Yeah. Uh, some, some hidden cryptid of yeah. some sort. Um, well, because that's kind of the other side. I don't mean to jump in, no, but go ahead. just the, the idea of if it closely resembles what the Bible said angels look like, it could yeah. have been an animal that's been here since the dawn of time. Sure. And that's what they saw when they wrote about it in these biblical stories. Right. Kind of what, you know, maybe something that Jordan is kind of playing with. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And, and also the way it, it sucks up creatures isn't by like a light ray. It's, it's like a tornado. Right. You know, so right. like it's all very uh, organic and natural looking. Which, in my opinion, makes it that much more unsettling and gross mm-hmm. and yeah, weird. Yeah, yeah. Well, like um, the idea of like the rapture and like these people being sucked up. Right, and right. Maybe that's what people saw when they were writing the Bible is like watching people be sucked up by these ancient creatures. And it's funny you mention that because now it's it's kind of clicking. Um, I forget who says it, but someone in the movie says, "Oh, you don't believe that uh, flood story, do you?" Yeah, because the the news story is that like maybe the all those people in the crowd got sucked away by a flood. Right. So you know, biblical flood. Right. The uh, the TMZ guy says it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So we're playing with some biblical things as yeah, well. Very sure. Yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Very sure. Very. <laughs> very sure. sure. Very sure. Yes. Yeah. Very but, much um, sure. Yeah. No. I just the the inventiveness of the creature mm-hmm. and. <laughs> the, the horrific elements of it really affected me. Mm. Uh, the the way that when we see sort of for the first time the inside of this creature. Yeah. <laughs> when they get sucked in and it's this claustrophobic <gasps> like balloon mess. Yeah. Of weird shapes and like sounds and the the realization that what you're hearing most of the time when it's flying over is people dying yeah. is so unsettling. Right. Or the horse. Or the horse yeah. screaming. screaming. Yeah. Like, so it, fucked up. The first time, because it's one of those things that, like, you put together as you're watching it happen. You're like, what? what what's happening? Because it's all, like, weird shapes and things that don't look normal. Yeah. Uh, but all look organic. And then you start putting it together, like, Oh, so that's what I've been seeing this entire time, and it hits you in the gut. Like mm-hmm. it, 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 dro- it dropped my gut. I was like, "Wow, that's terrifying and gross, and such like a a terrible way for somebody to die." Is yeah. just like being sucked into this like, uh, it, it's kind of like in the carnivals, like the 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 fun houses that you walk yeah. in, and like yeah. the balloon parts that push you together yeah that claustrophobic thing of all these people stuck together screaming until they die. But to me, it was like. Uh, they were being slowly digested. Yeah, exactly. So they're just like sitting in like stomach acid. Yeah, just dying. Right. <clears throat> but they're alive. Yeah, screaming mm-hmm. for their lives. Yeah, dude. There's some parts where 
can we I mean can we just take a moment to just acknowledge the fact that like how crazy it is that Jordan Peele mad TV actor you know comedic writer right could have had an entire career being a part of Key and Peele Mm-hmm. Being a voice actor sure. on some of these Disney movies or whatever could have yeah. been, could have just done or a character actor or a character actor. Instead, pivots to making some of the best modern horror movies that we've seen in the past ten years. Yeah, yeah. and and the ambition, the 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 originality, the innovation that this guy is going for. Not only that, but. He's already in my head surpassed M Night Shyamalan. Oh yeah, in in that M Night's first movie, first three movies. I mean, he's got Sixth Sense and he's got Signs, mm-hmm. but then we take a we take a wild turn mm-hmm. with uh, I think The Village is third, right? Or no, 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 not The Village. Um, uh, Unbreakable. All three great, great movies. Yeah, great movies. Yeah, but you see the cracks, huh? In Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Jordan right now so far and I don't mean to like pit these two filmmakers against each other the the comparisons like unavoidable though right you know and uh I think Jordan I mean this is the like it, it's just I, I I all three movies are just yeah he's he's on a hot streak that's like I think I mean, put, putting him up with some of the best filmmakers, so maybe this is hyperbolic right now, but when you watch the his first three movies, it's kind of hard not to think, like, I mean, if he knocks another one out there, it's like, how can you not put him up with some of the best American filmmakers? Yeah. And, and I want you to remember, when I first saw this movie and I talked about it on the podcast, I, I, I used it as my Cheers of the Week, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, but I said... Something to the effect of like I've been waiting for him to to have his failure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. And you kind of took that as like, well, why are you waiting for him to fail? Mm-hmm. That's the reason why. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. because I did make that connection with M Night Shyamalan. Right. And I've been waiting for him to come out with something that is a disappointment. Yeah. And you know, exposes him for being good but not great. Yeah. You know, and it hasn't happened yet. Hasn't and I really hope it keeps going on this way. Yeah, because uh, I'm rooting for him, frankly, because I, I really have enjoyed everything he's done so far. Yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for the future of yeah. Jordan Peele. You know, again, as long as he continues to evolve and do different things, I think there's there's really no no <coughs> beating his vision, because again, every one of those movies is dramatically different, dramatically different in tone. Uh, it's style in, you know, uh, subject matter. I, I I think a lot of people after uh, Get Out were expecting him to just do black movies, yeah, or movies about race, right? You know, and like that's it. But he immediately subverted that expectation yeah. with Us, which yeah. has nothing to do with race, you know. So, but. He features a mostly black cast. Right. Which is incredibly important. Yes. That distinction. That it's not a black movie. Mm-hmm. It just happens to have black people in it. Which people don't realize how important that is. They right. really, they won't see it 
until years from now. They won't realize how important it is that he's just making movies right. that just so happen to feature black people and people of color right. in these starring roles. Yeah. It, I, I just I can't stress the importance enough that like the idea of him going because I've seen people criticize him when he's like, I'm just going to continue having black people as the heroes because you never see that. Mm -hmm. And people are like, oh, is it going to be a black thing? And it's like, <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. It's just like, man, don't you see what he's doing here, man? Yeah. Don't you get it? We don't even not once, not once. Other than the idea of exploitation in the beginning of this podcast, did we even address that it's an all-black cast, save for, you know, obviously some of the uh, uh, supporting roles? We didn't even talk about it. Yeah. They're just black people. But to see them in these roles that would normally be reserved for white people because that's what n is normalized mm -hmm. in horror movies is yeah. just white people and the token person of color in right. the movie. He is normalizing seeing everyone in these movies. Yeah. It's so important. Well, and not only that, but I think it's, it's, um, it's very telling that his first movie was centered around race and that's what allowed him to do that now which is go beyond just making a black movie or yeah. a movie about race. You know, like the fact that he got in through the back door because Hollywood allowed him to make that movie. I'm using allowed specifically because, you know, like in order to get to this place where he's now being compared to modern great directors, the fact that he had to, I don't think he had to make a movie, but the fact that he chose to make a movie about race, I think is very telling about where he's seeing Hollywood go right? and where he's pushing it to go, you know? So <clears throat> it, it was easier for a general audience to swallow that this story was about race. It became that. And then from the quality of that movie alone, let alone the subject matter, he was able to do us mm -hmm. and from us it was you know established that this isn't about race it, it, it it's about um you know uh the haves and have nots mm -hmm. something that's an even more universal uh, subject matter yeah and he just keeps expanding and expanding sort of that that viewpoints so that he is he's taking over the world right <laughs> but in a way that is allowing him to put the the uh spotlight on black people right which is great <clears throat> yeah it, it's just looking at it uh, even from this far away which isn't that very far it's only three movies mm -hmm. is really interesting and like you were saying important yeah what's going on here and i i really hope it continues yeah i'm excited like i i'd say the biggest thing that i felt after watching nope was a feeling of anticipation and excitement for what he does next mm-hmm so that, that's sort of my biggest feeling coming out of it is like, where can he take this next? His career, you know, what vision is coming out next? Because this was such a left turn in a way that it's like Spielbergian and so big and literally IMAX yeah. sized vision. Where else does he have to go? What are other stories does he have to tell? I, I, think, uh, I think watching this movie, I think that he could... 
although I don't want him to do this, I want him to continue like expanding the vision and like getting bigger and and better and but I think that he can make a really well-made like grounded movie cuz like in the beginning when it's not about an alien abduction or alien uh interference or what have you mm. he's very good at subtlety yeah and he's he's very good at saying a lot with not a lot mm. right so you get in two minutes of dialogue between kaluuya and keith david this very complex very relatable father-son relationship yeah uh, and I think most people, honestly, as I'm watching it, <clears throat> I wondered to myself how many people, how many men have the same complex relationship with their dad mm-hmm. that you can tell that they love each other. Right. And you can tell that there's a lot of stuff that's unsaid between them. And most men that i know have that sort of kind of complex, complex fucked up you know yeah. like yeah a lot is still being left on the table here relationship with their dad and uh and yeah. then and then what he does with i don't know if jordan peele has a sibling but what he does with the siblings in this, I mean, mm-hmm. I it, it it hit really, really close to home for mm-hmm. me. Having a sister who I'm so close with, yeah, I was just like he. I mean, he nails these relationships. They're so real. Yeah, they're so real. He's a great character. So good. Yeah, so good. I mean, just even the choice of having, I don't know if it was Kiki's choice or if it was uh, Jordan's choice, but even her, the choice of her having the fucking vape. Just makes it <laughs> yeah. just grounded it right. in like a. I know that person. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that. Per- I hang out with real. that person. Very real. Yeah, you know, it's just fucking fucking a man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I look into the future. I think like he he is equally adept at making these big movies, as well as making. I think he could make like a, a small, very personal. I'm sure a heartfelt movie if yeah. he wanted to. I I will say I think he loves. Um working within like these specific like sci-fi horror excuse me elements <laughs> it, it was fighting me back <laughs> <laughs> it's coming man it's, it's very coming it's back. caustic <laughs> <laughs> it is apricostic um yeah I, I i think he likes working within um uh what, what's it called uh uh that like tarantino works within um like very specific genre, it's like a genre filmmaker. All right, know? like right, he, he yeah, likes right. he likes working within genre. It seems so far. Yeah. So I I would be surprised if he went to more grounded like family drama, for instance. Yeah. But I am more than happy to see him take those elements <sighs> that he's so good at and bringing it to another genre film. Yeah. You know. Right. 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 It it heightens the genre film in a way. And, yeah. And it modernizes it, and I'm really excited to to see his take on on what else he has next and frankly he has the power and money to do whatever he wants next yeah so he's in this elevated place where you know he very well could do whatever he would desires you know yeah i think a lot of that is going to end up being him giving other creators 
chance to make their own stuff mm. and doing more production work. Um, just giving people money, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, just give them money, do their thing. And I think that's great. I mean, is this, are we, are we looking, are we actually looking at Jordan Peele's Apex Mountain right now? Like, is he in, he's in the I hope moment not. where like. I hope not. I, I hope he keeps ascending that mountain. Yeah. You know, I, I hope that he has like, cause again, like this movie was kind of divisive. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. It's sitting at a 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is, I think his lowest so far. Yeah. Us has like a 93 and I'm like. It's. I think it's great, but like I didn't yeah. know it was that universally acclaimed. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And Get Out, know. I think, is like even higher, like ninety five or ninety six. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I I hope he has like a true blockbuster hit. You yeah. Know? Like something that is like, just my, like a smash, our parents like, know about. Right. You know. Um, like a five hundred million dollar. Yeah. 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 One, one of those huge original movies, you know, that yeah. that knocks it out of the park. Mm. Um, I think yeah. he has that within him. I think so, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, uh, for my ranking, I think upon rewatch, this is my lock in for second of of Jordan Peele's filmography. So yeah, far. so you're giving it's better than us. It is better than us to me. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think us is even more <clears throat> messy as far as messaging and uh, plot holes and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't bother me much. It's still an enjoyable film, and I I like. I mean, obviously, it's visually stunning and told well, but it's. I think is messiest film. I think this one kind of tidies it up a little bit more, just enough for it to be, you know, digestible. Yeah, see what I'm saying. Nice, nice, nice. nice. (sighs) You got anything else to say about? Nope. Yes, actually. Okay. We made no mention of how good Kiki Palmer is. Oh, Kiki Palmer's incredible. I'm yeah. in love with Kiki Palmer. She's great. She's just incredible. Jumps off the screen. Yeah, she's yeah. just, she's so good. I mean, everyone, like, obviously, the cast is fantastic. Yeah. Everybody in this is amazing. She's definitely the MVP of this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. so. We just have to just just make mention of how yes. good Kiki Palmer is. Yeah. In this. She's so Steals the show. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. So, yeah, just that. Okay. Well, that being said, what would you give Nope out of six bottle caps? I'd have, I, I mean, just just for the nitpicks alone, I'd have to go five point seven five. <laughs> there's just, I feel like I'd have <clears throat> more. I, I feel like there's maybe. If I give it a six out of six, it's just like, where do we go from here? Sure, sure, yeah. You know, do I think it's as good as some of my like, my my Mount Rushmore movies? My six out of sixes. No. Mm-hmm. Is it close? Is it right there? I think it's right there on the cusp. It's fair. Yeah. I got to give it a 5.75. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll agree. Yeah. I'll agree. I'll agree. I think that I think that Get Out is a 6 out of 6. That Yes. Yeah, so is it as good as Get Out? No. 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 And so you can't score them the same. And I would give us a 5. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. I'm glad we were able to agree on that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see if we can agree on this beer. We're not going to give it a full review because that's for the one beer in podcast, which will be returning to you very soon. But do you like it or do you not like it? I think that the more I had of it, the better it got. (laughs) And maybe that's because of what it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. But my first reaction was, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Yeah. So boozy. So is very, very, it's just a, I mean, a mm, gut punch. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't get it again unless I was, you know, trying to, you know, have, if I was like, ah, let's, let's, let's get wild. Yeah. I would get it again in that, in that regard. But sure. uh, I remember the, the post that we saw that inspired us getting this was mm-hmm. somebody that, that Hourglass had reposted. Right. And this guy was, sorry to this guy, I don't mean to call you <laughs> out, but he was just sitting in his pool, like lounging yeah. with a 16, Oof. almost a 17% beer. And I'm like, homie. You're going to drown. Right. I could not do that. <laughs> no. So, no, no. In I the don't, sun? Don't like it in that Are regard. you kidding me? But yeah, out of your fucking mind. This guy was like, oh, I'm just lounging, just having a good time, drinking the apricostic. <laughs> no, dude. Fuck no. Yeah, no. Oh, boy. So, no, it's not a lounger to me. It's rough, yeah. You know? Um, but it is a nice little sipper. Mm-hmm. If you're sharing it, you know, amongst friends. Sure, yeah. That would be a good time. Yeah. So. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say I... You know, I don't hate it, to be honest with you. Yeah. The, the fact that it does end on a sweet note, I like, but it's not overly sweet because you get punched with that alcohol content yeah. so much. <laughs> so it balances out in a kind of interesting way. I would actually recommend it. Not by the pool. Uh, <laughs> I, I think on special but. occasions and, and, again, if you're, you know, you sip it like a, a whiskey and I think you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, yeah, enjoy it like like a wine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Be careful. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good call. Uh, thank you. All right. You think we got it? I think so, sir. I think so. Marco says we got it. I think we're all tapped out. This has been the One Real In Podcast. We'll be back with the One Beer In Podcast very soon. We love you. It's gone. It's gone now.